Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's the Lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, you had questions for us. And we have some answers. Yep. Okay, our research department uh, this week. She, that research department was busy. She sent out a survey of <laughs> questions of some of our top listeners. No, I didn't send out questions. Oh, no, no. You sent out... I sent what out... What questions do you want yes, to ask us? I did send out a question. I said... I sent it to a bunch of friends and family and just said, is there anything that you've always wanted to know about us, about divorce, about our divorce, about... Anything, anything to do with us. Um, and we got a lot of questions. We got some good questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, some of our friends have not listened to the podcast. <laughs> well, no, I think that they were <laughs> giving us questions that they thought that not just they would want to know, but that the listeners would want to know. Well, I know, but I'm just saying I thought it was funny because we have answered some of these in some of our podcasts. Um, but in but. Hey, some of them we have not, which I'm really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to just get right in. We're going to get right in. Okay. So the first question, have you been able to stay friends with other couples who had previously been friends with you and your ex? And if so, have those couples, have those couple friends become friends with you and your new spouse? Okay, so we have different answers for this. Yes, we absolutely do. So for me, I had just moved into the where we're living now in Folsom. I'd only been here a year when we got divorced. So I hadn't really established really close friends, just a couple of uh, friends. Um, and in, in my case, we've stayed friends with them primarily because we were in church with them. And I know it was difficult because uh, we were still going to church with my ex as well. So it, people had to negotiate that. They had to, they had to work through that. So they that did. was a little difficult. Yeah. Some of the people that, some of those people you're talking about, um, that you were friends with when we met, they came to our wedding and we're still friends with them to this day. Yeah, absolutely. So in my situation, um, we moved away from um, where I lived, about 45 minutes away. So um, we are, I would say we're friends with maybe a couple of people there, but not, we don't hang out with them um, very often. But I think if we, if I would have stayed there, absolutely, we would have, we would have become, you know, done friend things with the friends that my ex and I already had friends with. I don't know. My, I think our friends and they're just, they're just accepting of, my friends, I know when I, when I got divorced, um, they remained friends with my ex and myself. It wasn't like they chose sides at all. Well, I don't think they had to choose sides here, except when we got remarried. Right. Then it was kind of weird. Then like, things uh, are different. But they navigated it pretty well. Yeah, they did. It, it was hard for some of them. Yeah. And, and some of them chose sides and some didn't. Yeah. And, and I don't blame, I don't blame, I don't blame people anyone. at all. No, there's no... I do not. It is a really tricky place to be in. So there's no no blame going on if people did choose, um, 
yeah, at all. So, okay. Well, and in your situation also, your ex moved out of the area too. Yes. Yep. So there yep. was no, oh, I can't be friend. Which side am I? Which side am I on? May I, you know? Right. Exactly. So, so that that's that's difficult. Yeah. But yeah, you you I mean, to kind of embellish on that question, you are going to probably lose some friends in the divorce. That is just the way it goes. Um, and that's, a, it's sometimes really sad and you just go, wow, you know, I thought that you were my friend, but if it came down to, they felt like they had to choose a side, they may not have chosen you. And that's well, just, and the they way may goes. choose not to be friends with either. Yeah. Because it's hard. Because it's, it's hard. Really hard. And there is this perception that divorce is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, it's a true fear yeah, that people course. have. So I, and I understand that. Yeah. Okay, so that was our first question. You want to read the okay, next one? Okay, the next one. Um, it has to do with money. Ugh. Oh, and <laughs> I'm always interested. This person said, I'm always interested in how couples attack the money issue. I would say it's hardest part of a marriage. I think kids are the hardest part of a marriage without kids. No. Oh. I think kids are the hardest part of a marriage also. Also. Without kids around, what would there be to argue about except, except for, for money? money. So, um, so that's a statement, but I can tell you, when you're blending families, um, money is a big deal. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, I know people that have kept their own bank accounts because that's the way that they decided to do it. Um, I mean, with us... I'd been married for 20, over 20 years. You'd been married for just 20 years. So we had been doing, right, our own different financial things and and for a very long time. So not just, not just how much money you had or didn't have or how much debt you were carrying, but also your habits on how to use money and your attitude towards money are probably very different. You'd be surprised yeah. at how different they are. Right. So how would you answer? Would you say that... How did we attack the money issue? What Not well say? at all. Yeah. <laughs> we spent way too much. Yes, we did. It was like, I think you felt like, um, and I guess I'm answering for you. Yeah, go and ahead and answer for me. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because I think I had not had money in so long that I think that you wanted to shower me with, you know, not with money, but with things, right? You wanted to take me on trips and you wanted to buy me things and um, and I was happy to accept them. And we... Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Do you... Do, is that correct? Would I you think, say that I think that's bit? partially correct. I also think, I mean, there were different expectations for money. For example, we've talked about this a little bit before. You had a budget when we got married of $75 a week for food. Yes, and I, I had to stick to that. I had no choice. You had no choice. I had no choice. Right, um, the first month we were married, our first food bill came out to be like twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was I was sick about it, but it was just like woohoo! I can buy paper towels and I can buy name brand stuff. Woohoo! And no, we couldn't. We no, couldn't. We couldn't. Uh, not we like that. It. No. Um, so so it was interesting because we we talked a little bit about money. I had a good paying. I had a very good paying job. Uh, but I was also paying alimony and child support. It was tight. And Very you didn't tight. have, I mean, you, you had a low income job. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you were used to a different financial situation than I was used to. 
So blending those two together was was a little bit difficult at first. Yeah. So, but we talked, we talked through it, and um, we did blend our bank accounts right right off the right off the bat. Yes. Um, I would say it was pretty easy for us compared to other people because because I had a low paying job that I actually quit when we got married. It wasn't like I had a high paying job and you had a high paying job and we were both like, this is what we're doing with our money. And I was like, no, no. Or the other person was going, no, no. Does that make sense? I was like, sure, whatever. Like I was happy to let you direct the flow of the money and what was happening because I was like, okay, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it could be tricky for, it wasn't as tricky for us. Well, and there weren't a lot of assets to bring together as no. far as financial assets. <laughs> no, no. So I it, it, it worked out, um, but it takes time. You have to be patient and you have to work through and, and talk through those things. Yeah. Because, um, because and, and to, to say, you know, with the kids, yeah, like, oh, I'm used to buying my kids this and you're not. And so you do have to talk about, you know, you have to talk about those things and try and come to a compromise for sure. Especially if, like, and like I said, in our situation, I quit my job because it was almost impossible for me to keep it at that time since we had so much going on and seven kids at home. and it Seven have been, different schedules. Yeah, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have been worth it for us at all for me to keep that job. It would not. But, so yeah, you know, you just, it's... I, I At the very beginning, I saw it as our money, not as yes. my money and, and your money. You so. have always been that way, for sure. It was always ours, and you, you're still that way. I mean, you obviously make the... 99% of our income. I think I make 1% one, 1 of our income. No, don't show yourself, show yourself short. At what least two? At least three, maybe four. <laughs> okay, I am selling myself short. Wow. Daisy Blossom, <laughs> by the way, help Paige out here, increase her percentage of uh, contribution through Daisy Blossom Creation, where you can buy all of your uh, home decor needs. Wow. But how was that? What, is that a good commercial? That was or what? a great commercial. You're, you have missed your calling. I, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and become wow. a, a commercial guy. That's awesome. All right, let's go on to the next okay. one. All right. What was the main motivation to decide to jump into the dating scene again after your divorces? This one's easy. <laughs> what i'm scared right no, now No, this one's easy what was your main motivation loneliness yes you said something else earlier too but we won't we won't oh, lo lo loneliness <laughs> it absolutely it absolutely because i had my kids half the time yes right? well no you well i had um 40 percent of the time yeah for i guess like yeah like for 30, or 35 yeah 35 40 percent of the time because you were working in the office every day at that point i was and and when I didn't have my kids, I was traveling, um, yeah. and I, I managed um, three teams in um, Vancouver, in uh, Longmont, um, Colorado, and in California. So when I didn't have my kids, I would go visit one of the sites. Gotcha. Um, and that kept me um, busy. Um, when I was home alone by myself, oh, I was so lonely. Yeah. I was so lonely, I turned on two TVs on two different channels, so there was noise in the house. You do not like to be alone. I don't. You I don't, don't like to be alone. You like to, yeah, you always like to have... Um... Do you like to be alone? Well, yes, you know you know that about me. Sometimes I do like to be alone. But not for very long. But yes, but my main motivation to, to date again was because I was lonely, for sure. I, and I 
readily admit to this. I maybe need, but I love to be loved. Does that make sense? Like that. Yeah. That is part of. I love you. By the way. I know you do. Well, there you That's go. I'm, I'm meeting you. your needs. You are meeting my needs, but yeah, I just, I, I like to have someone to talk to and be with and, but yes, I do need my alone time. You know that about me. I do. Um, but yeah, I but, would say. Hey, you were, you were home alone because everyone was gone except for you for like three days. And I was like, woohoo. Oh yeah. For oh the yeah. the first day. The first day I was like that. And the second day I was like, where is everyone? <laughs> I'm bored. I'm lonely. But yes. So I don't need big chunks of time like that. But yes, I, I don't mind being alone for, you know, a few hours here and there. No. It feels good. So, okay, the next, there, this was actually a follow-up a, question, a follow-up with the same person. Weren't you scared of getting into a relationship again? Yes. Uh, terrified. Terrified. Absolutely terrified. No, I remember uh, calling. You were the first girl I talked to after oh. the after the divorce. And I was like, this is weird. I'm not supposed to be talking. <laughs> it is weird. And getting to know another woman. Yeah. Because um, that had never happened before um, since, you know, 20, 20 years, 20 something years. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's scary. It's scary because here you've just obviously been through a divorce. You've been hurt. You've been devastated, right? You thought you were going to be with this person forever and you thought your family was going to be intact forever. And now everything has been turned upside down. And so it is terrifying. Like, what if I, right? What if, what if I, I screw up? What if I, this screws up again, right? Yep. Like, what if this doesn't work out again? And you just, it's so much pain and hurt. And so, yes, terrified, but the loneliness takes over. Like the loneliness is a big motivating factor. Like it, it almost trumps everything when you yeah, say. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, so much so that, I went to a, I went to a singles event, right? Of a, a, a meeting, a fireside. They had a speaker there and mm-hmm. everything. So I went to that to hear the speaker um, speaking to other single adults uh, like myself that have gone through divorce or widow or never been married, and um, it was uncomfortable because I, I was like, wait, this is my new life. This is who I am now. Uh, which was really difficult, and I didn't talk to a single soul because I just I didn't know what to say or what to do or anything. And and then you met me. And then I and, got online that night. And you didn't have to ever go to one of those events <laughs> no, again. No, I did not. You're welcome. So it, it, it's awkward. And then the, another follow-up question is, especially getting in a relationship with someone that's already gone through a divorce, I'll have to tell you, I think it was easier to talk to people that had already gone through a divorce than someone that was a widow or someone that had never been married before. Yes. Yes. I actually, Would you agree? I was going to my plan and I'm sorry for all you widowers out there. I was actually going to stay clear of, of men that had had their spouse die because why, why is that? Well, I have a family member whose spouse to actually I have a couple family members, um, whose spouses died pretty young and you tend to put that person is put up on a pedestal which i'm not saying they shouldn't be but it's almost like they become this this saint this right like 
So you don't like the comparison. That yes, that I think happens. it's very difficult to break through that. That you know, everyone is is mourning this person in such a different way than a divorce, right? In a divorce, people are angry and upset, and your family's upset. You know what I mean? Like, there's it's so different. And when someone dies, everyone's it's so tender and yeah. So I that my I mean, of course. I probably, if I would have met somebody that was a widow, I don't, and I really like them. I don't know that that would have stopped me, but yeah, I, that's why I, I literally did say that though. I thought, you know what? I, I, well, also that you have something in common. You've both gone through yes. a very traumatic experience in your life. Yep. I, I think you would tend to navigate more towards each other. You understand, uh, the situation you've gone through, whether it yep. was identical or not, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, so. and somebody that's single and has never been married, I think it would be almost almost impossible not impossible because i know that it's, it's been done but it would be very difficult to come into a situation where someone's got four or five six kids who've been married for 20 years and you're stepping into a wow like i can't even imagine well, that would turn your world upside down it would turn your world so i yeah so you almost look for the i'm mean, you're obviously looking for the other divorced people right so so i were we scared Yes. Yes, we were scared. Terrified. But the desire to be with someone and not be lonely uh, was was yeah. more powerful. Okay. Next question. Go ahead. All right. Next question. How did your kid? How did you tell your kids, and how did they respond to when you told them that uh, you were getting remarried? And that you were going to go live with step siblings and et cetera. How hard yeah. was that? I don't think it was that hard in our situation. I actually don't think that this is a difficult thing usually because that's not a surprise. Like you, you know what I mean? Like obviously you've been dating somebody and your kids see that things are getting more serious. Um, so it's not like it's a surprise. They might be more surprised when you tell them that you're dating someone for the first time. Yeah, because then the kids are like, oh. She's moving on. She's, yeah, or he's or he's on. he's moving on, and yep. you know, um, but it we I thought we did this pretty well actually. The kids got to meet each other beforehand, before we we even said, "Hey, we're gonna get married." The kids got to meet each other. It was a little bit easier because we had younger kids and then some teenagers. Yeah, but uh, the younger kids got a. Oh, more friends, more yes, playmates. Yeah, the younger kids thought it was fun. Teenagers, not so much. Um, we didn't get a ton of pushback. But, I think they were afraid to push back. But I think it was really, really hard on the teenagers, for sure. I think so, but they also saw how happy we were. Yeah. And that's what I mean by they were afraid. They, did, they didn't want to hurt us because they yeah. knew we were already hurting and they could see how happy we were. That's what I would guess. Yeah. Would you say the same? Yeah, yeah. It's just they're also teenagers, and you know the world revolves around their brains. You know, at during those years, so I think that it was hard. I think it was really hard on them. I do, but they were really good at trying to make everything, you know, happy and blend. They did. They did a, We we were we had a good situation for sure. Yeah. So thank you, kids. We yes. know it was hard thank for you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, the best, the best kids that that tried to make this work and 
we we couldn't have done it without them. We would not be where we where we are without our kids' attitudes. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. The next one. Uh, what advice would you give someone uh, who was just recently divorced? Wow. I'm sorry. Gets. I'm sorry. First off, and get yeah. some therapy. Definitely get therapy. Uh, someone that you can talk to. This is this to me is extremely important. Someone you can talk to that's not in your friend group and not um, a family member that you can talk to and just vent with and complain about your ex, complain about the situation, all that, get it all out. Um, that's impartial, that can help you uh, work through the, the grieving process of the death of your marriage because yeah. that's what you're going through. The reason I say someone outside of your normal group is because those feelings that you're expressing your family is going to carry for a lot longer than you are. And you don't want those feelings in your family group, especially around your kids with respect to your ex and things like that. So you got to do that outside of your friend and family group. Find find a good therapist to listen and to help you work through those feelings. Yeah. And then a follow-up on that was what things do you wish you had done differently? And I mentioned this to some friends yesterday when we were kind of talking about this. I, if I, I'm not much of a regret girl, like I don't look back and go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I, I regret doing that. Um, but something that I maybe would have done differently if I had to do it over again is I probably would have waited to date, um, a little bit because I had a teenager that was 16 and I think that it was all really, really hard on him. Um, so oh, we know it was hard on him. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really hard on him. And so I probably would have, in hindsight, I might have waited. I would have. I probably would have waited to date. I just, I was so I'm lonely. glad you didn't. I've, I'm trying to think what else I would have done differently. Oh, there's so many little things that yeah. you that you want to do. Watching out for your kids, uh, paying attention to what's going on in their lives. Um, don't, I think it's really easy to become self-absorbed when you're divorced, uh, when you're going through the process, because it is so painful. Um, uh, absolutely. absolutely but you've gotta you gotta help your children get through it too and yeah, that's so what's difficult maybe yeah pay pay more attention to what is going on with your kids and how they're feeling through all of this yeah i, I would so, agree yep. all right a follow-on to that is any advice you have for someone who is a friend watching someone they love go through divorce <sighs> that's a hard one um I, I mean, my friends were there for me and I knew they were there for me. They would call, check up on me. But I always felt like, because they weren't divorced. I they always can't felt like, empathize with I you. I was just, well, they, they can, but I always just felt like you don't know. You yeah, don't they know can't really I'm... empathize. They can sympathize, Yeah, but they can, they don't know what you're feeling. Right. And they're, as much as they want to and they want to be there for you. So I remember there was a couple of people that reached out to me that I wasn't that close with that were like, hey... I've been through this if you want to talk. And I just remember going, oh, yes, I do. Like, yes, someone that's gone through this. I do want to talk to someone that's gone through this. And so, yeah, just just be there. You just need to be there. Check up on them. Check in on them. How's it going? But take them, Take them out to, I don't know, take them bowling. Take them anything, right? To do something fun. To go do something fun and not talk about the divorce. Yeah. Um, and just talk about trivial with fun things just to give them a chance to separate from it a little bit um, without always delving deep into it all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, what's the next question? Uh, next question. Have you been able to stay for... Oh, we, we did that one. Yes. How did you both deal with being in the same ward with Darren's ex at the beginning? Because we should explain that situation a little bit. Yes, we... So in our congregation, in our church, you go to the congregation based on your address. So based on where you live. Yep, based on where you live. And there's like a, you know, little map where they, you know, hey, if you live in this area, then you're going to go to church at this time, at this church. So we, because we live so close to Darren's ex, we were in the same congregation with her. And for the first seven years, eight years? No. No. The first nine years. Nine years. The first so for nine years of our marriage, we were in the same congregation. Um, so it says, How did you deal with that? It was very, very difficult. I think it was more difficult for the members of the congregation than for us. No, I'm sorry. You don't think so? No. No. I Do I think it was difficult for them? Yes. As difficult as it was for us? No, no. I guess you're right. <laughs> no, not at all. I, or I should say for me. I think it's harder on women I think women it was harder for you than for me. Um, yeah, because I was in that ward with your ex, and I didn't know. I, I, we've talked about this before. Who are her friends? Who's, you know, I felt like some people were like spies. Like they're trying to get, become friends with me so they can report back. I'm, I don't think that ever even happened. But you know what I mean? Your but mind. that goes through your crazy yes, thoughts your, in your the mind. The crazy thoughts of why are you trying to become friends with me? Are you going to, you know, it's just very, very challenging. But so glad we did it. Wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing because that was what was best for the kids. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Because the kids had some consistency. Yep in um well my kids we're really talking just my kids because yeah. your kids were were 100 percent with us right um uh, at that time my kids were going back and forth so yep. every other weekend so this gave the kids consistency yes at church they yep. had the same friends the same the same everything yeah so i would not as hard as that was emotionally um for me and i think a little bit for you but probably more for me yeah. um i mean after a couple of years i didn't it, it was what it was it was like whatever and people i mean everybody thinks we handled it so well it's not like anyone ever saw us no no having it, it, i mean we didn't have any arguments or yell at no. each other or we were, were completely polite and friendly to each other we um, even would say we even sat on the same pew a couple of times with the kids in between us yeah i mean yeah. So, so I would I would definitely do that again because that's what was best for the kids. 100%. But it was hard. We'll just yes. be brutally honest. It was yep. hard. It was hard. But I just sat there and went, you know what? The adults have created this mess and sometimes the adults have to, right, suck it up and just go, you know what? This is hard, but this is what's best for the kids. So. All right, All right, so those are the questions. Those are good questions. Thank those are you, good uh, questions. friends and family. If you yeah. guys do have any other questions, just email us at uh, contact at wherestheliminade.org and uh, we can answer those questions or they can come on the show. Sounds good. Okay, our Lemonade Moment of the Week actually made the news. <laughs> it did. Our names or pictures were not in the news, but the no, situation... No, but that would have been really interesting. Yes, the situation was in the news. There was We were we went to Yosemite Monday, just for the day. Now, Yosemite's not trivial to get to. It's about a three and a half hour drive from where we're at. It's only 140 miles, 
about three and a half three and a half hours because of the switchbacks and the windy roads up into Yosemite Valley. Be absolutely wonderful trip. Yes, we were having a great time. We got there. We had breakfast at this great place. Went in. We're driving around, seeing all the pretty waterfalls. We took a great hike. It was awesome. We went to go leave to go visit. My family had a cabin outside of Yosemite, out just outside of the park um, that I grew up with. So I wanted to show my kids, hey, this is all these memories. And I was going to talk about uh, all the great things we did in that cabin. And you told us that, oh, don't take pictures of the, the things now because you're going to get the most amazing views up at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And then a piece of El Capitan fell. Rock slide. Rock slide and covered uh, the the road there. So to go the two miles to drive out of the valley, um, well, came to a complete stop as yeah. the road was completely uh, blocked. Completely blocked. So we said, okay, no big deal. We'll stop. We'll pull off and park somewhere. And we'll walk over to this little place called Curry Village. They've got food there, a nice, a nice cool lodge. So we went in there. We had food. They didn't have, the lines were long for food because everyone was doing the same. So we went to the convenience store. We got chips and dip and frozen, I don't know what you would call it. Microwavable sandwiches <laughs> yeah, and was... weird things. But we thought we'll eat, spend some time here. And then by that time, whatever's going, we didn't know at the time really what was going on. We were like, oh, and then I'm sure whatever's going on, we'll just... Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll just we'll just go. I'm sure it'll be cleared up, whatever it is. And then we like heard people talking and we're like, oh, oh, rock slide? Oh. And the guy was like, Yeah, it should be cleared off. No, not cleared off, but you should be able to get out by seven. This was two o'clock at this point. And we're like, seven. So we waited there for about an hour and a half, eight, and people watched and talked about our hike and how beautiful it was there. And then we saw the roads starting to clear up and we go. Let's go. Yeah. So we hopped go. in the car and we moved a little bit and we thought, all right, things are moving. Four hours later from the time that we left was a time that we drove two miles yep. and left the valley. It was already dark. So we didn't go see my childhood cabin. That yeah. They rerouted us out these other roads and it took us four hours to go two miles. It was awesome. And then we're out of the park and then we still had a three and a half hour drive home. It yep. was so awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> I was. But I, I remember the last hour you were like, I'm done. I was pretty I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, okay, we can pull over right here. And I was pretty done. I was, get a hotel. I was I was quiet. I wasn't I, was, I know, I could tell though. Yes, you can tell when I get quiet. That's you that's when you know that there's something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But it was but you know what? It was a it was a great morning and midday. We had a great time up until And like, the kids yeah. will never forget that trip. I hope not. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm-hmm.